All right, welcome back to the Lake Show News Talk, 830 WCCO. If you go to WCCORadio.com, you'll see a nice article up about our next topic. Twins voice Dick Brimmer steps down from broadcasting and into a special assistant role. That news broke earlier today with uh, Dick, who's been the voice of the Twins on television for the past 40 years, sharing a statement in the team's announcement thanking fans. Quote, for 40 years, I've been blessed to totally immerse myself in the game that I love for the team that I love. In those 40 years, I broadcast 4,972 Twins games. Over the last year or so, I thought it would be really cool to make it to 5,000. Then I thought to myself, how selfish would that be? A broadcast should never be about the announcer. It should always be about the game and those who play it. I hope in my final season I prove that I've still got my fastball, a goal I set when I started with the Twins in 1983. I look forward to the next chapter of my life with the Twins and thank Twins territory for 40 incredible seasons. God bless. Um, that's a great statement. I love the way that he put that out, um, and I love the way that he he said it should never be about the announcer. But there's something about the announcer, though, that I would say. And maybe at some point Dick will hear this segment or or, um, or just hear me talking about him um, stepping away from the booth. First off, congratulations to Dick. He has been an amazing ambassador for baseball and Twins baseball in Twins territory. He's been awesome. To be able to be in said job for 40 years says all that you need to know about Dick Rummer, that he loves the Twins, that he loves baseball, that he loves the fans, that he loved his job, that he enjoyed his job. But, you know, he may be right when he says it should always be about the game and those who play it, never about the announcer. But the role that announcers play in our lives, in our childhoods, growing up with certain distinct voices. When I think about sports and I think about this broadcaster or that broadcaster, those people, they are the soundtrack to our lives. They are. You won't love every single announcer for every single sport, but growing up and you get accustomed to certain individuals, yeah. More likely than not, you're going to be fans. And I know that I was a fan of Dick's. Born and raised here. Great broadcasting career. Earned the Silver Circle Emmy for Broadcast Excellence in 2013. Inducted into the Minnesota Museum of Broadcasting Hall of Fame. I guess I would ask this question for people out there at 651-461-9226. When we think of sports broadcasters here in Minnesota, who are the ones that stand out that harken back to your your childhood or are part of the soundtrack of your sports life? Dick Brimmer is a part of the soundtrack of my sports life. No question that he is. You know who else 
and he's been gone for years. He's been actually this this next name I'm going to give you has been gone for a long time, long long time. Still part of the soundtrack of my sports life, and that's Kevin Harlan. When Kevin Harlan was doing his thing with the Wolves, I think he set a standard that I don't think that we'll ever see again. I I know that we've got some phenomenal because we got an, a new one right now. We got Michael Grady. He's unbelievable. But the bar that Kevin Harlan set, the standard, his personality, mm-hmm. like what makes him Kevin Harlan, what makes him special, I'm going to always remember that. But who are some of those people that just ultimately stand out to you as part of that soundtrack? 651-461-9226. When I think about the Wolves, clearly we've got Alan Horton, that uh, he's been doing his thing for, for many, many years. Uh you know, I, I'm going to stay in touch with Allen, even though he's not on the station anymore. Um, and the Wolves have moved elsewhere. But Allen Horton does a tremendous job because he's a one-man wrecking crew. He does everything himself. I know a lot of people will think about Paul Allen and what he does for the Minnesota Vikings. There's a lot of figures out there that you'll remember. Herb Carneal. You, there's so many different names. But I definitely think that, I don't know, I think maybe in some regard, Dick's a little bit underrated. I think you kind of take somebody who you can just rely on. Like every year you knew whether it was, you know, MSC or it was Fox Sports North or Bally Sports. Like you always knew that when Twins baseball was on TV, you know where you were going to get Dick Bramer. And I don't think there's anybody that has been as passionate about the Twins from – that television perspective yep. than Dick has. Because, I mean, he's... Well, he's been the constant. He, he and, has, and especially yeah. the last couple of years with Burt leaving the booth, they've shuffled in a bunch of different guys. Yeah, Justin Morneau and Latroy Hawkins. it's been good. It's, yeah, it, it's, it's been great. And I think that's what makes him so unique is that you bring in all of these different personalities and, and he can make it work. You know, he's part of the Twins caravan you know, for years, so... He is, you know, going to be a, a team ambassador, and there's nobody better for that. Like Dick Bramer, absolutely. I feel like maybe we were like, it's going to be weird. It's going to be different without Dick in the booth. But yeah, he he definitely deserves all of the accolades for this. No question. Hey, name that I just brought up, and I'd love to take some some opinions here. Uh, if you want to call in six five one four six one nine two two six. On the text line, Herb Carneal was my favorite. I, I definitely we brought that up here just a couple mm-hmm. of minutes ago. Uh, people mentioning uh, Ray Christensen, absolutely one of the best. Yes, I mean, yep. just just, uh, just awesome, man. Ray was this awesome. Al Shaver, Al Shaver with the North Stars, yes. Uh, Lou Nanny, Lou Nanny. I mean, Lou. You know, yeah. Her- Herb Carneal. Yeah. Well, well, how about this one from the three two zero? It's hard to not think about Twins baseball yep. and not have Dick and Herb and John Gordon. Yeah, I, I got in. I. I you know, I got the end of the Herb Carneal and really John Gordon era of, of Twins baseball. We we are very fortunate to have a really good, uh, a really good lineage of broadcasters that are here or that have come through here. And, and Kevin Harlan, I mean, he's still doing it at the highest level. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's and he's no- not local, but 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 he's not local because he's the national guy. Like he's. I, He's looked at in that way. Radio, TV, yep. NBA, NFL. Yep. I mean, I don't. He's unbelievable. I don't think there's anything Kevin Harlan can't do. Yep. Let's go to Pete in Minneapolis. What's up, Pete? Hey, uh, I like everything you said. Dick is great. Um, 
But we, you know, there's some other great ones. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, I grew up in Ohio and so I started listening to baseball with Al Michaels when he was 27 years old, he was radio voice of the Reds and they, the guy for baseball, the play by play guy is everything because everything. they're not good. You're not, not going to listen because they got so much time to fill in between pitches, you know? Yep. And so it's so key, but, but we still, you know, Corey's great. And, Corey's phenomenal. And I like, Corey's phenomenal. Dan's good. But here's what I would like to see happen. I love Chris Atterbury when he does play-by-play because he's just he's so interesting. And he's just, you know, very talkative. He knows, very knowledgeable. And so I wouldn't mind seeing um, Chris get the job or have Corey go to TV and Chris get the radio, you know, because I think, uh, you know, Chris is really good. He's really talented. He used to do the Saints game. So I like Chris. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, I like Chris a lot. Um, you know, but Dick is Dick is great. I mean, he was great. Uh, you know, it's kind of hard to see him go, but uh, you know, somebody else will come along, and and you know, I, I want him to enjoy his retirement. But yeah, he was very enjoyable to listen to the last. I've been back here twenty six years, so nice. Hey, th- yeah, yeah he, th- was, he, was, he was very good. Yeah, thanks for the for the phone call, Pete. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, he's spot on. And look, I, I don't have any inside. I haven't even uh, to be honest with you. Because I, I haven't had quite the energy today, uh, I didn't make any phone calls or, or send any texts to see, like, to try to inside and get the scoop on what could be next. Um, I have no issue with Pete's plan there, though. I mean, if you're elevating Chris to a role within the the radio booth, and then you're switching over and having um, Corey. Like Corey move over, uh, I, I can live with that. I just think that they've all done a phenomenal job with the Twins broadcast, and specifically, like. Dan Gladden's awesome. I mean, there are the little things that Dan Gladden brings to the to the broadcast that really make it go for me. And he's he's not your classically trained broadcaster, which I feel is good from a from an analyst perspective because you want him to just be natural with what he's with what he's seeing. You know, baseball like, you know, Pete was saying, you've got to be able to tell a story. Like in a lot of sports, Football, basketball, hockey, you know, you're seeing the action and you're describing the action. But in baseball, yet you've got to be able to, to tell a story and tie two or three things together. And, you know, not only did Chris do the Saints games, but he also worked for the, I believe, for the Sioux Falls Canaries years ago. So, you know, Chris Atterbury has that play by play pedigree in him. And you can see it when Corey. You know, takes his time off during the summer. He has, you know, has to go do, you know, football nationally. So they have options, no question. And I think that they've, you know, they've had to simulcast as well at times where Corey's had to do TV and and radio. And it's it's a different beast. Like when you're doing TV, because I've done TV uh, baseball years ago. I did the state tournament on uh, KSTC Channel 45, and. Yeah, baseball, you let it breathe more Yep. because you don't have to describe everything, you know, as much as you do in radio. But I guess what I'm saying is when you see Corey do both of those, he knows the difference between one and another, and that is a really, really hard thing to master. Yeah, the best in the business, they know when to just take a chill pill and let the stadium speak and let the game speak. I learned that a lot in Kansas City when I would listen to Denny Matthews. Denny Matthews on Six Sense Sports Radio is, I mean, just unbelievable. I mean, he's a he's a Hall of Famer. 
Like, yeah. he, you know, he's a Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. Like, he's amazing. And sometimes he would just shut up. You let it, you let it breathe. You yeah. let the natural sound take over. And I feel like that's a mistake that a lot of especially young play-by-play broadcasters have. They feel like you need to fill every moment. And there are times where you just you you let the sound tell the story as as silly as that is because your listeners can get more out of what they're hearing rather than you telling them what they're hearing. Yeah. All right, coming up next, 651-461-9226. Let's talk about, well, what's today? It's Halloween. Who out there is throwing a Halloween party? Uh, parents, you got your kids out roaming, doing the trick-or-treating? I to me, if I would, and I'm not a parent, Chris is a parent, so he can speak to this on the other side of the break. But the whole having my kids walk around and from one neighborhood to the next doing the trick or treat, there will be some clear rules in my household when it comes to trick or treating, which we'll get to. We do that next year on the Lake Show. Another name that was added in via the text line, the City's One Plumbing Talking text line, and I have to tell you guys, I'm not familiar. Because he passed away in 1977. I was born in 73. Uh, One of us, though. And I've heard the name. um, Legendary broadcaster. How's he Hall? But I, I, you know, I, I I can't speak to the career because that was a little bit before my time. But, but clearly, I love when people text in the, 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 the old school names. Because uh, we should remember all of those individuals out there that uh, that came. Yeah, I think he did. was. Yeah, I, I think he was. What, he was the Twins announcer. I think before uh, Herb Carneal. And and, yeah, but that, and that's what they were mentioning on the yeah, text line. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, yeah. I've heard. I've never heard him. I mean, we we hear it on clips, but yeah, to, like to listen to it. He was a radio broadcaster yep. for the Minnesota Gophers football team. Um, uh, back that started in what nineteen thirty four. Uh, and then when the Washington Senators moved to Bloomington and became the Minnesota Twins in 1961, um, he was a part of everything. Uh, well, well, he, he was a, he was a part of the WCCO radio broadcast. Yeah, team yeah. Yep, yep. At that time, Ray Scott, Bob Wolf, uh, Herb Carneal joined the Hall and Scott broadcast team. Uh, it just. Those are some legendary names, dude. Seriously, those are some absolutely legendary names. And, and this is one of the funny things about broadcasting. And, and, and I would never get there because this is something that I've never – it's never appealed to me. I'd never do. Mm-hmm. But it definitely does help with the voice. The smokers. Oh, yeah. I mean, you have that graveled that, – that gravelly, you know – First down and ten from the thirty. Well, yeah, it's gonna sound like Rain Man, you know. Or, well, uh, how about this footnote yeah. for, uh, for for Mister Hall? It says a cigar smoker. He accidentally set his sport coat on fire during a sixty-eight Twins broadcast. Yeah, it's it seems like <laughs> baseball announcers used to be either smokers or drinkers. It seemed like it was either one of those in the broadcast booth. Man. That's that's quite the life. Watch baseball, smoking cigars, get your drink on. How was the weekend for you in terms of Halloween? Because pretty much the way things operate nowadays mm-hmm. is that the adults 
they partake and they have their fun and enjoyment on the weekend. And then during the week, if when, when Halloween actually falls during the week, like it typically does, it's for the kids, yeah. right? Did you do anything? Did you and your wife do anything for Halloween? No. No, we, we haven't. Do you done dress it. up at all? No, no. We, I never do either. No, we don't. I mean. Does your daughter? She's not. No, this year she can't because she's got a theater or a, not a theater, a, a music recital coming up in a week and a half. So she uh, like tonight, Tuesday nights are her voice lessons. So tonight it just happened that she couldn't. Uh, but she has the past few years, you know, dressed up. Uh, I think she's just at that weird age at 13 where if her friends are doing it, she mm-hmm. might do it. Mm-hmm. But then she's going to get out of it. But I think it's like Halloween comes and goes, right? When you're yeah. a kid. You love getting dressed up, and then you're kind of like, I'm too cool for it. You know, it's, it's lame. It's for little kids. And then you get to be like a, a – Yeah, but what age do you grow out of it, though? Like that, that's – that number one on the text line, 651-461-9226. Yeah. What age is trick-or-treating not for you? What, what age do you tap out and you're like, okay, I can't, I can't do this. I can't do the house-to-house going for, for, for trees. Well, is it, is it just because you feel like you're too you're – No, too I'm cool asking. For- I mean, I would say it's probably got to be around 14, 15, you know? That's what I would think, yeah. but I don't know for, for certain. Also, let, let me ask this to the – because I am not uh, a parent. Chris is a parent. But in the world that we live in nowadays, there's so many crazy, sad, tragic things that are happening in the world across the board. Um, we, you know, we, we're, we're always kind of concerned about our safety. We're concerned about crime. We're concerned about a lot of different things. Where are we at with trick-or-treating? Like, do do most parents just kind of look at it as, like, it's just a rite of passage. It's just a ritual, and I don't care if my kids go out and, and they're doing the trick-or-treat. I'd be a little I, – I, I'd be nervous. I'll put it like that nowadays with my kid trick-or-treating. Why? What, what, would, make you, what would make you nervous? It's a, it's a lot of crazy stuff going on out there yeah. today, man. It really is. And, and – the stuff that happened back in when we were kids, back in the 80s, I'm not saying that nothing bad ever happened to a trick-or-treater, but for the most part, when I went trick-or-treating, I went with my parents, right? But then mm-hmm. I got old enough to go with my friends. Yeah. The 80s, the 70s and 80s, we're far removed from that. Oh, so far removed. So far. So far removed. I mean, it's, it's as you like to say, you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. No. I, I, I'm not do you worried. Have, do you, you don't, so you have no reservations, I no have, concerns at all? I have no concerns at all with my and, – and maybe that's just because in our area, I feel like we're in a very safe area. But I don't, I don't feel any danger with letting my daughter go out. You know, if she's even going to walk to a friend of hers house mm-hmm. – they live in the same subdivision, but it's maybe like a three-block walk. Well, I, that, that's the only caveat to it. If you're in a particular neighborhood yeah. or, or within certain radius of certain blocks, but I'm not letting. But, but back when I was a kid, we could just go wherever we wanted. Go wherever. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't feel it's, like it's that way today. No, I, I feel like that's changed, and and I, I feel like that's if you can't get the trick or treating or the candy in your neighborhood, you don't need to go seven or eight or nine blocks away you know and and but there are some they just have a, a larger you know it's kind of whatever the parents feel comfortable really i i feel like that's all on a on a parental you know you know case by case basis so i don't i yeah i'm not at all worried about anything happening to to my daughter 
Let's go to Gary in Brooklyn Park. He wanted to get in on the announcer talk from back in the day. What's hey, up, Gary? Hey, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. Who you got from back in the day? I got Harry Carey. Oh. I thought he was one of the great ones for the for the Cubs. Oh my gosh, Harry Harry Carey's an institution. And, and look, this is the, <laughs> the, the, the this is the thing. I'm so glad that you brought him up, Gary. It's because you and I both know that as we were growing up and, and back in the in the in the in the 80s, and then I don't know what what year it changed, but there were two um, local stations that were also national stations, and that was WGN, and it was also TBS. And I used to love yep. everything about that. I hate that we don't have that nowadays. And you know what the Twins, you know, Herb and Gary were certainly are certainly great ones to look at for the Twins, as well as John Gordon. Yeah, oh, John Gordon, absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, you have a good one, old buddy. Thank you for taking my call. All right, thanks so much for calling. <laughs> Gary in Brooklyn Park checking in. Harry, I like. I think that if if we're talking about famous announcers, yeah, I think that Harry Carey's top five. I'm, no, I'm talking about in the history. Oh yeah, in the history of announcing sports, announcing. Mm-hmm. I think that I, I think that the top five would be this. This is just random off the top of my just, head. Okay. okay, this is just me get, get, taking a stab at it. Okay, and and if you if you have a top five in terms of like most popular, um, feel free to text six five one four six one nine two two six. Harry Carey, top five. Uh, Howard Cosell, yes. top five. Um, so we got, so hold on. Harry Carey, Howard Cosell, um, John Madden, number three. Um, what would John Madden, would, if I'm saying John Madden, then it'd have to be. Um, Pat Summerall. Yeah. Would you say Pat Summerall or Al Michaels? Well, oh, Pat Summerall over Al Michaels. Okay. But, but I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think of uh, if, if there's anybody in baseball. That was bigger than Pat Summerall, though. Uh, I mean, you had Jack Buck. Yeah, I, I mean, he was Jack Buck was he guy. he. I mean, he was really kind of the national guy before there was the the national the national thing. Oh no 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 no! There's somebody that's ahead of Pat Summerall. I give you a hint. I give you a hint. Okay. And they've been blessed with tremendous broadcasters. Think about the City of Angels. Oh, yeah. I'm wearing the, I'm I'm wearing a Dodger Stadium T-shirt. Yes, Vince Vince Scully. Vince Scully. Vince Scully. Vince, Scully. Vince Scully's definitely top five. Um, and then so that's four. Mm-hmm. Who would be the fifth? Now, now I'm gonna mention a name. And I'm not sure if people out there will agree with me about top five or not, but I I definitely think that he has to be in the conversation of, or at least the debate about top five. I think that, I think that, I think that Marv Albert has to be in the conversation. I think that Marv Albert has to be in the conversation because when we're talking about basketball broadcasters, yeah. Marv Albert's in the conversation. Marv Albert's top five. Yeah, I I, I think so. I think so. What would you do with uh, with Bob Costas? He's he's right there. Okay. Like if, if, if Bob Costas isn't in the top five, he's like six mm-hmm. or seven. Yeah. And we just had uh, somebody call about Vin Scully as well. So yeah, yeah, they're, they're confirming that yeah, w- yeah. what we said about Vin. yeah, yeah. yeah I don't think you can Vin have Scully. a top five without having Vin Scully in there. No, it, you can't. But one thing about that too is you the longevity. And here's the thing about Harry Carey. You know how you've got teams that hate each other. You got these rivalries. Mm-hmm. The Cubs and the Cardinals have a. I mean, it's the two fan bases don't like each other. 
Harry Carey actually broadcast for the Cardinals before he went to Chicago. Broadcasted for the uh, the Cubs. And I got to see, back in 1997, I got to see Harry Carey sing Take Me Out to the Ball Game. That was, it was part of a, a, a road trip that we took out to, to New York, Yankee Stadium, and the vet, and came back to Wrigley, and it was just, it was pretty cool. But, I'll, I'll say this, on the text line, somebody, because mm-hmm. they've, they've sent it twice, I, I see both, um, Dick Vitale. Dick Vitale's not top five, and I'm going to tell you why. And I love Dick Vitale. I've met mm-hmm. Dick Vitale. Okay, back when I was in college, I went to a Georgia Tech, um, uh, Stephon Marbury game. It was at the uh, the Georgia Dome. Whatever. Th- this is the reason mm-hmm. why. I love Dick Vitale. Yeah, he's awesome, baby. The reason why Dick Vitale cannot be considered top five, in my opinion, as much as I love Dick Vitale, is there's no in the middle with Dick Vitale. Either you love Dick Vitale or you don't like Dick Vitale's style. Yeah, I'm dead serious. There are a lot of people that don't like his style. Yeah, but I, more people like him than don't like him. But there typically isn't a. I'm in the middle. Sometimes it's more about the style than it is the substance. Uh, I'm going to go with Doc Emmerich, who mm. who just retired, because he could call a hockey game and not use the same verb twice, which is really remarkable. He would. You could listen to a a, a Mike Emmerich, a Doc Emmerich hockey game, and realize that. He, you did not hear the same word twice. Hey, so so hey, let's keep this going. I want to I want to take some phone calls on this. Give me some names. Give me some lists because one of my favorite shows of all time. I'm going to research who the person was that was voicing it because this will absolutely take everybody in the listening audience back in the day. We'll do that next after weather here on the Lake Show. All right, welcome back to the Lake Show. The news of the day, or one of the stories of the day, the fact that the voice of the twins on television, Dick Brimmer, stepping down from broadcasting, he's going to step into a special assistant role in the team's front office. Uh, Congratulations to Dick for 40 years of being the voice of the twins. And so what that has done is it's elicited – a lot of response. It's about, triggered people. About a lot of, the, as it should. Yes, it should. The, those, those legendary, iconic uh, sports voices that we've all loved, that we grew up with, that we appreciated. And Dick is one of them. And we've had a lot of people weighing in via the text line, 651-461-9226. Uh, we've heard Al Shaver, Herb uh, Carneal, Lou Nanny, uh, Ray Christensen. We got the uh, Harry Carey. Uh, we got Dick Vitale. We, we got a lot of different names. We got Jim Nance. But before we get to back to your phone calls here, and phone lines are available at 651-461-9226, and keep the text coming on the Cities One Plumbing Talking text line. I'm going to tell you this right now, and I know that many people out there listening will 100% agree with me. And if you do, feel free to call in. I don't think that you have lived – or you have been the ultimate baseball fan if you didn't love this show. I mean, this week in baseball with Mel Allen? You've got to be kidding me. This week in baseball. I mean, this is phenomenal. The Chicago Cubs. Give me a little bit more. Give me a little bit more. Oh, oh, good. Dale Murphy and the Atlanta Braves. They went to the vet to take on the Phillies and Mike Schmidt. 
this this was we were living right when we had this weekend. Oh, it was like thirty minutes on a Saturday, and you oh. can get caught up on everything that was going on. And this you know what? I, baseball. And you know what I did after this weekend baseball? What's that? Went to Shinders. Ah, see, yes. <laughs> had to go get your nineteen eighty seven tops. <laughs> I see what you're doing. Oh, it was uh, so good. Oh, this is this is the best. This is the best. They don't have any of these identifiable soundtracks anymore to sports. They they just don't. Like you hear, but you're like, okay, what do they have? But it's like some of these old ones. You're like, I recognize that's the NBA on NBC. You know the old John Tet. Da 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 da. It's like there are some themes, but yeah, this Mel Allen this week in baseball. This is iconic. Yeah, it doesn't get any better than this. Let's take a phone call from uh, Nick and Vandis Heights. What's up, Nick? Hey, Henry. Good evening to you, sir. I'm doing good, man. How are you? Good. Hey, has anyone mentioned the great John Gordon that, of yes. course, was on CCO for how many N- years? Numerous, numerous, people's, numerous people have mentioned John Gordon. He's like one of the top names. <clears throat> yeah. He was my favorite when I would always listen to Twins baseball. Yep. Um, I mean, nothing wrong with Corey, but... I know. To me, John was the best. Oh, man. You know, I I could just hear him saying, swing and a miss. I mean, it was just (laughs) iconic. Yeah. But also about Mm -hmm. trick-or-treating, I think that middle school or high school is – too old to go out. Now, having said that, I That's when it's time to wrap it up. That's that's the time to wrap it up. Yeah. Now, having said that, I did it once. When my friend wanted to go out. So I did it once. But I really think that middle school, high school is really too old. And actually, to be honest with you, like I said to Stevie T last week, um, and Chris, you remember, I, although I like trick-or-treating, mm-hmm. I actually wasn't a big fan of it. Mm-hmm. Because going around from house to house was just, I'm blind, yes. for those who don't know. I'm blind. Yep. So, it really wasn't a big deal for me. Yeah, it wasn't what the easiest was a big for you. Deal, yeah. yeah, what was a big deal was getting candy and socializing <laughs> with people. <laughs> All righty. Thanks, thanks for the phone call right. from, from Nick and Vandis Heights, which, by the way, in the, in the final hour of the, uh, of the show, we must address the topic of what is the best trick-or-treat candy. We'll get to that here in the, uh, in the 8 o'clock hour. Uh, I, I know you're going to vote for candy corn, so we already know where that's going. Okay, yeah. Good luck with that. You know, when I, when I think of this week in baseball, you know the other show that was that was phenomenal, um, and it was it was basically the same. It was kind of structured in the same way, mm-hmm. except a little bit differently. It was it was more personality based? I did love NBA inside stuff with the Mob Rashad. With, okay, okay. That that, that, was, that was phenomenal because remember when because that was when a Mob Rashad in the heyday, Michael Jordan. I mean, his profile with the NBA. Was, yeah, he was Michael Jordan's caddy. He, he was this guy, but but he but he was elevated to being the guy in the NBA. Oh, I he think, was yeah. an insider. Yeah, I, and I mean, you you think about that, like you get connected to one guy like that, and you're golden. Yeah. So you yeah, know, I, I I remember Mob Rashad and his. Yeah, his. Oh yeah. man, listen to this. Okay. Now this is a this this is a, a phenomenal suggestion. Dick Amberg, Jim McKay, all sports, mm-hmm. and the Munich Olympics. That 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 just took me back right there. Yeah, yeah, because well, you had the situation that that was the the hostage situation is what they're referring to. I'm I'm pretty sure. Yes, yes. 
Yeah, that that not an easy yeah, not an easy thing to not an easy thing to oh, do. Oh, hey, keep Jackson. Oh, Nelly. Oh, Nelly. Oh, Nelly. Man, there's is there anybody more identifiable with Pac-12 football than Keith Jackson? Um, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't even say like college football overall because I feel like oh, there. No, I don't. I, I don't. I don't. When I think of him, I don't think of you. Think of him with what? With what conference? I don't know. I. I, I just. I. I think of the Big Eight when I think of Keith Jackson. Okay. See, and I. Th- I don't know. I don't know why I'm thinking about the Rose Bowl. That's. I don't know. Maybe that's just where my. That's where my mind goes with. With Keith Jackson, uh, Brett Musburger, yeah, Kurt Gowdy, Jim Nance. That's Brent, a, Brent is iconic. Yes, and, and, and by the way, I, we should know Joe uh, Garagiola. Joe Garagiola. We, we oh, should mention man. him because a couple people have texted yes, him. Yes, yes, and, and and I did fail to mention him, so that's that's on me. But Joe was phenomenal. Joe Garagiola was great. Yeah, I, George I, Michael, the sports machine. There the, we the go. George Michael, sports machine. We lost George Michael. What, how many years ago? Oh, it now? it's been a long no, time. It ain't been that long. It, you don't think it's been that long? Nah, gonna, it's been okay. it's been like at least six or seven years. See, I'm going to say George Michael, but it's going to come up with the George Michael from Wham, and that's not the one I want. No, I don't think it's been that long. I think he. I think we lost him like around 2015. Uh, let me see here. Uh. What you coming up with? Um, well, it's Sports Machine Update 84. George Michael Sports. It's just coming up with Sports Machine. He passed away in 2009, actually. Okay. okay. So, 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 yeah, so, it was a little bit later. So, it was, a, it, it was a little bit longer than I thought. Man, unbelievable stuff. All right, uh, we will take a break. What do we have next up on the docket? We've got headlines. That's next year on The Lake Show. All right, it's time for headlines here on The Lake Show. And uh, we're a little bit late getting into this segment. So, without any further ado... Christopher Tubbs, floor is yours. All right, let's get to it. Like Governor Walls says he's a friend of Dean Phillips, but he admits the third district congressman's bid to run for president is something he doesn't get. Now, on the WCCO Morning News uh, today, he told Vanita Soccer, I don't know why he made this decision. I don't want to know why people make certain decisions, but in this case, it's not going to be relevant. We'll just move on. Move on and nominate Joe Biden for another term, which Walls said will be another successful campaign in four more years in the White House. This comes as Biden is set to travel tomorrow to Minnesota, where he'll visit a farm near Northfield and tout his administration's push to increase federal spending for rural areas. Wall said the trip is not a reaction to last Friday's announcement by Phillips that he's running for president. And uh, no, this was a plan long before that. I think that's the last thing the president wants to think about. And by the way, Dean Phillips will be on tomorrow morning yes. with Vanita Sakar. Yes. And so l- let me say this about Dean Phillips, because I actually I, I appreciate Dean Phillips. Um, I like the fact that he is somebody that's been outspoken and said, look, I'm not into the whole, like, you just anoint somebody and you crown. Like, we should challenge everyone, right? We should challenge all politicians. The only thing about this from Dean Phillips, though, and this is the only thing, I'm not sure he's the guy to jump into the race. Don't you think that somebody else with maybe a higher profile will be better positioned? Maybe like a Gavin Newsom or – Yeah. I mean – yeah, I, I mean, it, it does seem and, like And I'm not knocking him for doing it. No, that, no, no, that, no, I know no, you're no, not. I don't, I don't want you to take it that way. No, I'm I don't not, think anybody else. You know, because I think that everybody has hopes and dreams and aspirations, and I'm all for that. But it just, I think that with the the way that people are trying to stereotype him right now is that he's attention-seeking. 
And I don't necessarily look at it that way. Yeah, I, I think because we see, yeah, like, we hear more of him here yes. than, than the nationalists. Because so, of local angle. Yeah, yeah, so naturally people are going to look at him and say, well, what the hell is he doing? Like, this is just ridiculous. But anyway, he will be on tomorrow morning with Vanita. Hey, a man's dead body laid in a front yard for days, and everyone from neighbors to landscapers moved around it, assuming it was a Halloween decoration. Now, that's a scene that played out in Rowan County, North Carolina. That's where police said 34-year-old Robert Owens died along the long driveway of a vacant house. Mm. At one point, a landscaping crew cut the lawn around his body. His sister, Haley Shoes, said, I don't know how you can do that. Mow right beside someone and assume that they're a Halloween decoration at a house that no one lives at. How, how do you not? How do you not know that's a real body? Yeah, I don't get that. I, I have no idea. There's no word on how he died, although police did say foul play is not suspected. Mm-hmm. Owen's sister added that the family doesn't know how he ended up at that house. We want answers. And he was last seen alive on October 1st. Body was discovered a week later and police are awaiting autopsy results of his death. That's a sad one right there, man. That is that is. So horrible to hear about. Yeah, it's just, it's, yeah, so bizarre. And uh, finally, retailers say uh, theft is exploding, and some data from retailers, along with numerous videos of violent store robberies, looting, seem to support the claim. But some retail analysts and researchers, bolstered by local crime statistics, say stores may be overstating the, the extent and the impact of the theft because it's a useful deflection, a camouflaging weak demand, mismanagement, mm-hmm. and other issues that are denting businesses right now. That has been talked about here the last couple of weeks, that Target and some other retailers are kind of using that as an excuse. It's a cop-out. Um, yeah, it's not great. I will say that. Yeah. All right, 651-461-9226. It is Halloween. What's our power rankings for Halloween candies? What's the best of the best? And what's the worst? We'll take your phone calls and your text messages, and we'll do that next year on The Lake Show.